0: Every single one of them were just like me, passionate about science, passionate about research and technology, and really just wanted to help scientists, researchers, inventors get their ideas out there and protected.
1: And I was sold. I was hooked. Welcome to IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. Like many in IP law, Wolf Greenfield associate Adam Zeiger began his career with aspirations outside of the legal industry. In fact, what makes IP unique within the legal profession is the variety of backgrounds in tech, science, and other fields of interest. Adam joins us now to talk about his unique path from science to IP law. So Adam, let's dig into how you got from point A to point B. What were some of your career goals prior to shifting into patent law?
0: Yeah, Thank you, and thank you for for having me today. You know, when I was an undergraduate, uh, I got involved in some research with a professor at Drexel University, and I thought to myself at the time that I was going to do research, I was going to become a professor just like him. So I went off to graduate school, I I did my PhD at MIT, uh, and as I was working towards my thesis, I was thinking about how best to jump into that professor role. So of course, I was looking at postdocs, at fellowships, where my research was going to take me. But I always had an eye for the sort of bench to bedside portion of research. How do you translate what you've been doing in the lab to real world applications? What can the doctors actually use to help a patient, not just what I'm pipetting on the bench. And so just to sort of do my diligence, for for the lack of a better word, uh, towards the end of my graduate career, I decided to attend a few career sessions, a few career panels, And I happened to come across one. There was a gentleman in a suit who was handing out chocolate bars that had patent bar wrapped around it. I thought that was relatively clever. And just to earn my chocolate, I decided to strike up conversation with him. He was a researcher at one time. He did his PhD. He was very passionate about science. And he starts to introduce me. He's a patent attorney. And I started to get into a conversation with him. But why did you choose patent law? Why did you go out of academia and research? And he explained to me that he was in a great position helping researchers and scientists get their ideas out into the world, that intellectual property served as this gateway between having your ideas and protecting them so that you could go off and do that startup company, build those products and devices and actually get them into the hands of consumers or or doctors or whoever might be using them in that bench to bedside idea. And so that was that was it for me. I was, I was intrigued. I decided to throw my resume into the pile and at least give it a shot. And funny enough, the night before the interview, I was, uh, I was talking to my wife and I said, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing research. I'm going to be a professor. I don't think I'm going to go into law. Should I even go to this interview? And my wife said to me, of course, it's great experience. You never know what you might learn. And I found every single one of them were just like me passionate about science, passionate about research and technology, and really just wanted to help scientists, researchers, inventors get their ideas out there and protected. And I was sold. I was hooked. I said, this is for me. This is absolutely what I want. I I took my wife out to dinner and I said, I have to have this job. Eight years later, and I've never looked back since.
1: What makes any occupational transition a little easier is being able to rely on a transferable set of skills that you can use in your new job. What were some of those for you when you decided to become an attorney?
0: Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot of preconceived notions and stereotypes about lawyers and attorneys. Uh, Jokes abound, of course. But patent attorneys, more often than not, especially those with science backgrounds, tend to use the law as a tool as much as it is uh, a way to facilitate protection of intellectual property. So most of my day is spent looking at research, at scientific papers, talking to scientists and folks who have spent their lives in the lab about their technology. As I actually said from the early on, a lot of the folks that I work with sort of geek out about the technology. We get to see what's happening years in advance before it's on the market. And so our background in science and technology, our ability to understand and digest complex pieces of information and translate them is incredibly valuable to the world of patent law. A lot of my time is spent sifting through the literature and the research and data and examples that inventors and and scientists send to me and trying to understand how that's broadly applicable. So you might imagine a, a new protein or a new material that's been developed in the lab And a startup company that's coming along to try and make that into a reality, how do you bridge that gap? Well, I need to understand both the fundamental ideas behind how that material or protein works, how they would make it, the tests and experiments that they would run on them. But then I also need to be able to translate that so that a layman would be able to understand it. And that's essentially what a patent application is. It's the disclosure of a new idea or invention to the general public. And being able to translate that science is an invaluable part of the work that we do every day.
1: Now, on the flip side of that, what areas required more training and a little more getting used to? That's a great
0: question. When you come from a uh, science background in graduate school, the way that you learn information and do experiments is very, very different than law. Uh, when you go off to law school, it's very It uses sort of a similar level of analytical skills, but at the same time, you have to understand and get used to the Socratic method. Not all of law is black and white. It's very gray. It's about weighing pros and cons and different size of an opinion. What one word could mean could have a thousand different interpretations. And when you're usually in the lab, you understand this is a pipette, this is a chemical, and this is a protein. But when you're in law, what is a protein? What does that mean? Is that a short oligomer? Is that a really long chain of amino acids? What's a material? Is that a polymer, a metal, a ceramic? How do you define that? What's the difference? And so trying to be able to describe words and terms in a legal manner is very different than it comes from a science background. But at the same time, there's a lot of overlap. The other biggest, uh, I think, challenge was just getting used to being a lawyer, finished up my PhD, finished up graduate school, thought I was done with school, never had to take a test again. And of course, here comes an opportunity to work for a law firm that sends their trainees, their technology specialists to law school at night, Uh, had to get back into that student mode and and go through evening law school. Uh, It was certainly a challenge, a big adjustment in terms of your way of thinking But at the same time, you know, there were a lot of folks just like me who had come out of graduate school, decided that patent law was the career for them and going through the same challenges and growth, learning to become a lawyer after being trained for so many years to be a science researcher.
1: IP law covers so many different aspects of business across seemingly endless industries. Talk a little more about how diverse the occupational backgrounds in IP law are. Absolutely.
0: I'm really privileged to work for Wolf Greenfield. We have attorneys and technology specialists with a wide variety of backgrounds, everything from electrical engineering to material science, to physics, to chemistry, to biology. And folks will often overlap in these various areas where you know, At the end of the day, if you've got a new device or a new uh, medical treatment, inevitably these overlap. So you might need electrical engineers and mechanical engineers and a, a doctor to all sit down and try to understand all the intersections of what makes this new invention tick and work. So As you can imagine, in patent law, you'll have folks from a wide variety of backgrounds, everything from materials and chemistry to electrical engineering, but you also have doctors. You have folks who spent years in industry understanding how a startup gets off the ground, who want to take a different approach, and even those who you know, actually served like I had intended to as a professor, who many years later decided, yep, I had my, my stint in research. I want to do something different. I got bitten by the patent bug. And so all of us can come together and effectively protect and consider intellectual property considerations for a wide variety of businesses, clients, and fields. That is really unique, I think, to not just science, but I think to law as a whole. And for you, what were some of the benefits of choosing a career in patent law? First of all, a lot of people ask me if I ever miss the bench. And the answer to that is is generally no. As much as I enjoyed my time in research, I'm still reading papers, I'm still learning about new fields. You know, my, my degree was focused on material science and the interaction between cells and tissues and, and certain polymers and materials. But here I get exposed to a wide variety of applications I never otherwise would have had the chance to interact with. I've worked on patent applications from everything from batteries to filtration to novel medical devices. And the training that you get as a scientist, especially if you do a, you know, a master's degree or a PhD in science, is incredibly invaluable to being able to understand and digest a wide variety of of new information and technology. And this is why I always feel that patent law is really well suited for those with scientific backgrounds because you're trained to understand not just the problem and experiment in front of you, but how to really digest and
1: understand complex scientific
0: information that perhaps you've never seen before.
1: Our thanks to Adam Zeiger for sharing his thoughts with us on IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. We hope you'll subscribe to our series of conversations related to IP matters on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on legal matters related to IP, we invite you to visit our website at www.wolfgreenfield.com. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield.